This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. Today's Thursday. And we are sponsoring a series of Shiurim by Harav Moshe Eberman on the positive mitzvot, the positive side of Shabbat. Harav Eberman. In today's Shiur, we will move on from Kavod Shabbat to Oneg Shabbat. Though as we will see, the two are strongly interrelated. The definition of Oneg Shabbat, on the most basic level, means basically creating some kind of physical, maybe spiritual pleasure that stems from certain actions taken on Shabbat. But one cannot define every action that brings pleasure as falling into the category of Oneg Shabbat, the pleasure that is derived need be connected to Kvod Shabbat. The Rambam, when dealing with the definition of Oneg Shabbat in the 30th parak of Shabbat, the 7th Halacha, raises the question, Ezehu Oneg, what is Oneg? And he proceeds to say, that that which Chachamim said, one should eat rich foods, particularly rich foods, and drink wines and drinks of that sort. All according to one's financial ability. And anyone who puts more into the costs that he spends on Shabbat, this is seen as positive, as blessed. And if he's unable to pay the price for these sort of things, even if he did not prepare but a simple um, vegetable, cooked vegetable, or something of the sort, if he made this simple food, but he did it because of Kvod Shabbat, when he eats this food on Shabbat, then he has fulfilled the requirement of Oneg Shabbat. Namely, Oneg Shabbat is that which gives us pleasure, but has to be connected to something that is an element of Kvod Shabbat. Eating, for the sake of eating, would not be Oneg Shabbat, unless that eating is meant to bring out the kavod, the uniqueness of Shabbat. The primary forms in which uh, Oneg Shabbat is expressed, as we saw in the definition presented to us by the Rambam, is through eating one's meals on Shabbat, and additionally, Oneg Shabbat and the Rambam 
uh, mentions it later on in his halacha. Onik Shabbat is expressed through marital relations as well. In reference to the idea of marital relations, here we have to ask ourselves, in what way does this fulfill the criteria which we have given for Onik Shabbat? If Onik Shabbat is meant to be an action that gives pleasure, receiving that pleasure within a framework of something that represents Kvod Shabbat, that expresses the uniqueness of Shabbat, in what way do marital relations express that element or have that element of Kvod Shabbat to constitute a halacha of Oneg Shabbat? In reference to marital relations, the post-scheme relate this to a broader idea, broader halacha, of a husband's responsibilities towards his wife. We learn in the Pasuk and Shemot, She'irak suta ve'onata lo yigra. Onata refers to the regularity of marital relations on some kind of regular schedule. And the Gemara discusses at length different occupations and different people who would have different schedules of requirement of Ona. The Rambam learns from the Pasuk, consequently, that these are responsibilities from the Torah that a husband has towards his wife. The Ramban who disagrees with the Rambam on the precise understanding of the different components in this Pasuk is very much in agreement in reference to the issue of marital relations that these are min ha-Torah, that here we find a Doraita requirement upon a husband towards his wife. Yet, we have to ask ourselves, but what does that have to do with the issue of Oneg Shabbat? I would suggest that these requirements that we find a husband has towards his wife are meant to establish, reinforce, and strengthen the relationship within the family, to reinforce that marital relationship between husband and wife that allows them to build a proper home. The establishing or reinforcing of that relationship is basically a form of creating shalom bayit, when there is a strong relationship between husband and wife, then tensions are not the dominant aspect of the home. Even when there are differences of opinions and different views, because of the strong relationship, husband and wife find a way of resolving those problems. Part of the halachic direction in creating and reinforcing 
that sense of closeness, that sense of commitment, is through marital relations. In halacha, this is a major component in married life. If we understand that the halacha here, therefore, is striving to create complacency, a certain sense of peacefulness in the home, then we have reached the idea of Kavod Shabbat. One of the ideas of Kavod Shabbat is a home with a peaceful atmosphere. And that can be seen, an issue that we will discuss at a later class, more elaborately, in Hadlakat Nerot. The primary reason for Hadlakat Nerot is so that there be light in one's home and set a certain atmosphere where one does not trip over things, one does not hurt himself, tensions are lower, there is peace in the home. Therefore, we can suggest similarly here as well. By bringing oneself closer to one's wife, one is setting a, an atmosphere of peace in one's home. That is clearly Kavod Shabbat, and therefore, that joy of coming together in marital relations becomes a form of Onik Shabbat. An additional form of Onik Shabbat that might be suggested is based on the Beit Yosef in Siman Reish Peichet, who brings down the Yerushalmi. Um, the Bet Yosef says that we find in Yerushalmi, Rabbi Chagai Amar, Lo nitnu Shabbatot v'yamim tovim, Ela la'achila v'shtia. Rabbi Chagai says that the purpose of Yamim Tovim and Shabbatot is a time to comfortably, calmly spend your time eating and drinking. Obviously, a meaningful eating and drinking, but focusing on the meal. Rabbi Brachia Amal, Lo nitnu ela la'asok bahem bedivrei Torah. Rabbi Brachia says, no. The main purpose of Shabbatot and Yamim Tovim are days in which you're free of your daily routine and daily responsibilities and work, and therefore one can dwell on learning Torah. And it continues the Beit Yosef of Tanchuma Mefaresh Lopalginan. Tanchuma comes and says that these two opinions do not disagree. Madamara Bibrachia Litalmud Torah Elu Hapoalim Shem Asukim Bimlachtam Kol Yemot Ashavua. Says the Tanhoma here that there is no dispute. What Rabbi Brachia required that the focus of Shabbat be on the study of Torah, that is for the average person, what we might call the Balabas, who uh, spends his week busy with his work, with his business, with his responsibilities to whatever 
activities he's involved in. On Shabbat, he is free of those responsibilities. And this is a time that he has to delve and use for spiritual uplifting. While what Rabbi Chagai said, that the focus is the eating, the drinking, that refers to Talmidei Chachamim. Talmidei Chachamim who focus their attention predominantly during the week on their study of Torah, maybe even to some extent negating regular meals and a consistent nourishment. Come Shabbat, says the Halacha, step back. Drop off the intensity of learning and focus on eating properly. Bring some physical pleasure to yourself through Achila and Shtia of meals of Kvod Shabbat. So that it can be suggested that another form of Oneg Shabbat might also be a spiritual Oneg Shabbat through the study of Torah and Consequently, we can expand it to um, a situation where a meal of Shabbat is being eaten and it includes Divrei Torah, it includes Zmirot, singing songs of Shabbat. That spiritual enjoyment, that spiritual pleasure would also constitute a form of Oneg Shabbat. The, as we said, the most explicit and most dominant expression of Oneg Shabbat is through the meals of Shabbat. How many meals must one eat to fulfill the requirement of Oneg Shabbat? It's clear that in each meal when one eats, there is a fulfillment a form of fulfillment of Oneg Shabbat. But if one wants to completely, fully fulfill this requirement, how many meals must they eat? And here we turn to the Gemara in Shabbat, in Daf Kufyud Zayin. The Gemara tells us, that we have two opinions amongst the Amoraim what one should, uh, how many meals one should eat on Shabbat. The Gemara states as follows. Tanu Rabbanan, Braita, Kama Seudot Chayav Adam Lechol B'Shabbat. How many meals must one eat on Shabbat? Shalosh. Three. Rabbi Chidka Omer, Arba'a. Rabbi Chidka disagrees with the first Tana and states that one must eat Four meals. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, v'shnehem Comes Rabbi Yochanan and says that though there is a dispute here on the number of meals, but they both learn 
their number from the same pasuk. In other words, they differ in how to understand a pasuk, concluding three or four meals. What is this pasuk that we are referring to? Vayomer Moshe ichluhu hayom ki Shabbat hayom laHashem hayom lo timtzehu basade. A pasuk in Shmot Perak Tetzayin pasuk Chavhei that deals with the eating of the man and Shabbat. Moshe Rabbeinu commands the Jewish people to eat the man that they have left over from that which they received on Friday, not to worry about the idea that they are not meant to leave from one day to another. On Shabbat, that which is left from Friday is edible. And in that pasuk, we find that the term hayom, today, is mentioned three times. None of these are necessary. The Pasuk could well have said, And therefore, both the Tanakhama and Rav Chitka, Chachamim and Rav Chitka, say that all three of these Hayoms are unnecessary and are put in the Pasuk to teach us something about the eating which is commanded on Shabbat. Rabbi Chidka Savar, Hanei Tzlat Hayom Levar Meorta, Rabbanan Savrei Bahadei Deorta. Rabbi Chidka is of the opinion that when we mention three times Hayom, it comes to teach us three opportunities of eating, three meals, but it does not pertain to the Friday night meal, and consequently, we would have four meals, one Friday night, plus the three mentioned in the Pasuk. Rabbanan disagree, and have the opinion that all three are pertaining to the Shabbat in the broad sense, in other words, that on Shabbat, the day of Shabbat, there need to be three meals. Um, one might suggest that the question is, to what extent do we see the limud as connected to the context of the Pasuk? Chidka is of the opinion that clearly the Pasuk is talking about a situation that Shabbat morning, the people are coming to Moshe Rabbeinu, what are we to do? And Moshe Rabbeinu says to them, eat. In reference to that eating on Shabbat morning during the day, Moshe uses the term Hayom three times to teach us the broader halacha that Ledorot in future generations, during the day there is a need for three meals. On the other hand, uh, Chachamim may not see this in connection to the context, but in the broad sense that this Pasuk is talking about eating on Shabbat, and in eating on Shabbat, in the idea of this day, the day called Shabbat, we find three times Hayom teaching us that one should eat three meals on Shabbat.
the the post scheme as a whole, except the opinion of Chachamim, that one should eat three meals. There's no requirement of four meals. There is an idea that's brought down that a Malava Malka, in a certain way, expresses or represents that fourth meal, but halachically, it's not required. What is the status of these three meals? Are these three meals Midoraita? Are they Midorabanan? Are they something else? And here we find three different views that relate, to some extent, to a relationship between two different Gemarot. On the one hand, we have the Gemara that we have uh, mentioned here, the Gemara in, in reference to eating three meals, the Machloket between Abchitka and Chachamim. But there is another Gemara, a Gemara in Shabbat, in Daf Kuf Yudchet Amud Bet, that seems to indicate a somewhat different tone as to what the requirement might be. In Daf Kuf Yudchet Amud Bet, it said, Rabbi Yossi is quoted as saying, Amongst other things that Rabbi Yossi brings down, that he aspires to be part of a group of people that are unique, one is, The other is a statement by Rav Nachman, Look at me, that I have uh, fulfilled the requirement of eating three meals on Shabbat. Therefore, we have to relate and see what are the possibilities in understanding the uh, Gemara, the Gemarot, since Daf Yudchet seems to not see this as a requirement midoraita, but as a lesser requirement. The first opinion, as we said, sees the Gemara Kuf Zayin as the core, Midoraita. And that is the opinion of the Yireim. The Yireim openly in um, Simon Tzadik Bet states, Shalosh Seudot Tziva Yotzreinu Beparashat Vayi Beshalach. Tziva Yotzreinu, a clear statement, Midoraita. Yet, the Maharil and others are of the opinion that the Pasuk is only an Asmachta, and the requirement of eating the three meals is only the Rabbanon. His proof is an interesting statement of proof. claims that since we find halachically that women are required to eat the three meals as well as men, it would seem that this is inappropriate, halacha, as su'udot or a mitzvah tasei shazman grama. 
And the explanation offered by the Maharil is that since the Seudot come to commemorate the miracle of the man that was given to the Jewish people in the desert, consequently, we fall into a category of Afhen Hayubo Tohanes. They too participated and received in this miracle and therefore have to express that recognition of the Nes. States the Maharil that this concept of Afhen Hayubo Tohanes applies only in Mitzvot Rabbanon. As we see that Tosvot raises and questions why don't we have a requirement for women to sit in the sukkah. Sukkah is also a commemoration of a nes. And here we distinguish, and the answer is, that the concept of afhena yubeotones, they too were a part of the miracle, only applies to mitzvot de Rabbanan, and not to mitzvot de Oraita. If we use and apply this principle to eating three meals, says the Maril, clearly, eating three meals would be the Rabbanan. And this would very much fit into the broader dispute whether Kavod and Onik Shabbat are mi Oraita or the Rabbanan, though not necessarily locked into that because we might see the three meals as something beyond the general requirement of Kavod and Onik. But the interesting thing is a third opinion that is quoted and discussed at length um, by the Tzitzeliezer in his uh, Chuvot. And the question that Tzitzeliezer is dealing with is, where is the background, what is the background that unfortunately so many people are not uh, careful, not particular in eating Shalosh Seudot, not eating three meals. And in Chalak Tetzayin, Siman Yud Gimel, he proceeds to try to analyze this phenomenon. In his analysis of this phenomenon, the Tzitz Eliezer points out the Gemara in Kuf Yud Chet, where we find Rabbi Yossi saying, Yehei Chelki Meochlei Shalosh Seudot. Says the Tzitz Eliezer, this is an age-old problem, an age-old issue. That Rabbi Yossi aspires and says, let me be amongst those who are particular to eat Shalosh Seudot. Rav Nachman says, Teitili dekaimit Shalosh Seudot. Wow! He's fulfilled the mitzvah. What's the big deal? Namely, Rav Nachman is saying that there is something here that is not your everyday mitzvah de oraita or mitzvah de rabbanon. And says the Tzitzeliezer on the basis of sources in the Bach and the Maharshal that there are those who are of the opinion that three meals on Shabbat is not a de oraita, not even a de rabbanon, but only categorized as a ma'aseh chasidut, something appropriate, something virtuous that should be done, but not necessarily something that is a requirement. It should be noted that the Tzitz Eliezer himself, um, at the conclusion of the tshuva, says 
that one should not be somech on this. This is basically to explain the phenomenon, but clearly one is required, as we find in Shulchan Aruch, that one is chayev, one is required to eat shalosh seudot, but definitely, at least on a conceptual level, there is a basis when relating to the different gemarot to raise a possibility that shalosh seudot may have an element of fulfillment of Oneg Shabbat, but the requirement is not there as a chiyuv doraita or the Rabbanan, but just as a maisa chasidut, that when it is done, fulfills the requirement of shalosh seudot. This distinction, whether we see this as either a mitzvah doraita the Rabbanan, or more of a maisa chasidut, um, could be related to the difference in terminology used by the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch. The Rambam uses the term chayav adam le'echol shalosh seudot, chayav, required, while the Shulchan Aruch uses the term yehei zahir me'od. One should be very particular to eat three meals. But um, it should be noted that even the Shulchan Aruch who uses the term yehei zahir me'od, and continues and says that if one is so stuffed that he cannot get pleasure from eating what would be, which would constitute halachically an achila gasa, then one should not eat. Yet, the, uh, Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber, puts in the phrase, Vahachacham einav beosho, shelo yemale bitno besudat aboker, kedei liten mekom lesudat lishit that one who is smart and has foresight will eat a bit less during his first meal during the day, the second meal of Shabbat, leaving room, allowing for a further meal a bit later on Shabbat.